0: And welcome to Tea Time with Talks Josh. Where we will sip the tea with our pinkies up and talk all things sophisticated. Bitch, please. (laughs) Sophisticated, my ass, honey. You better get ready, cause this tea's coming in hot. Well, hello, you beautiful people. And welcome to Tea Time with your boy here talks Josh. I hope you're having a fabulous Tuesday. I hope you woke up feeling refreshed and revitalized and not stressing out like we have been all year. So I hope you're waking up fabulous, honey, because life is too short not to be. But anywho, welcome to another episode. It is a glorious day, and we're here to wrap up a series, and I'm here for it. I'm uber excited about this series, this little three-parter, because I love relationships. I am all like, honey, if I could let my life be the movie Love Actually, I totally would, honey. Oh, but I'm here for it. So we've went through pillars one through four, and today we're going to keep on going on the last two in today's episode called... Well, it's not like it's that big of a surprise, but Relationships 101, part 3. Oh, honey. Lord, I just had to I had to take a little pause break cuz I just saw my little Oh, I'm sweating. I think I'm having a heart attack. I just saw my um, one of our apartment people here out front, and I had to walk out and you know let him know what was going on, maybe about this future little move to a new little land I'm talking about here, like in the next several months. Super excited, and had talked to him about. It. So when I opened my patio door. Child, I walked straight into a spider that was dangling down. It hit my face. I'm pretty sure I made him shit his pants. My neighbor, pretty sure, just threw a you know a stroke clot over here. Cause I screamed like as somebody was like had stabbed me in the back. And I flung that little guy on the door and may or may not have like like lost my shit for a second. So I just money him up to cop down. Ooh, child, let me sip my tea. Oh, okay. I don't do spiders and I don't do snakes, <clears throat> especially when a snake gets on my face. No, 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 ma'am, no. <sighs> All right, tea makes everything better. Speaking of which, my tea today, <clears throat> I've made my little matcha latte. Love me a good matcha, but you got to do that ceremonial great matcha. You can't do like that crap from Starbucks. Sorry, love you, Starbucks, but that loaded with sugar stuff. Nope. So, and I did it with some almond milk and some honey. Whew, I'm here for it. God, between the caffeine and that and that spider. You're going to hear me talking today. This is really, really, really fast. I what you're going to end up with. Oh, me. Well, <clears throat> happy, happy day to me. Oh, all right. Now, where were we? <laughs> okay. So, anywho, now that I've like literally screamed and shat my pants on the all you can scream and spider diet, here we go. So, pillar five, are you ready to dive right in? I hope you've enjoyed the relationship thing. I went back and listened to it. and I'm like, hmm, I've learned a thing or two. Like, how do you smart? And people still come me, but you're single. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, until, until we meet all these requirements, honey, I'm going to remain single. Because like I said, I ain't got time for bullshit. Mm-mm, honey. When you, when you are wide awake to this stuff, and you know this, and you have evolved, honey, like you, you care about more about yourself and like you just on a whole other vibration. Like my, I've changed my radio station. I went from AM. Now I'm on FM. So, you know, until somebody like tunes in and they, they write on my frequency, mm -mm, we ain't doing it. We ain't doing it, honey. We not doing it. So anyways, so pillar, we talked about loving yourself, important communication, pillar two, Three, your love language. Hello, got to speak it. And four, (laughs) sexy times, honey. Sex, so good. So let's talk about number five, shall we? So on my list that I've learned, and this is a really cool one, and I hope I'm able to keep on track, but we've already digressed with the spider incident, so here we are. But number five is also really good. It's hard to like rank because it's all freaking important. But number five is teammates. Ooh, I'm here for this. So have you ever played sports? I, did, like, I know, <sighs> shock, but I used to play sports because that was all I could do because I couldn't do color guard or cheerleading like I wanted to because those were the things girls did. Insert massive eye roll. <clears throat> so I had to play sports and I enjoyed it. It was fun. And then I had band. So that was, that was awesome and, and all that stuff. But so I learned a lot with sports. And looking back, like when I was doing this, it's like, what's, what do I find? Like I, I was, this was kind of popped into my head and I'm here for it. Um, but like, if you've ever played sports and that, if you know, you know, like I still keep in contact with some of the people I played in tennis with back in high school. I still keep in contact with all of my band buddies and stuff from college and, and all that stuff. Not so much the basketball or the the baseball or the one time I tried football and I was like, oh yes, yeah, so here we go. And I was like, oh. Yes, who got star kicker here? Me, until the day they gave us football pads. And I was like, mm, no, not gonna, no, ma'am, not gonna happen. Theater, where are you? <laughs> but honey, she could cook a football. Watch out. Brett's coming in. I'm in a straight, ma'am. But anyways, I learned a lot from all this stuff. And what I've seen is they, it's there's similarities between like a teammate and, and a great relationship. You know what I mean? So it's like, I look back, at played sports <clears throat> and I had really great relationships with my team members, for the most part, but like they're like a family. Like you, you're with them sometimes more than you are your your parents or your other family or whatever. But you know, it's like I found that I have these great relationships with teams, and I got along with everybody, and like it's camaraderie was great, and I still am friends with them this day. And like, boom, boom, bam, here we are. Like, we'd hang out, like, and sleepovers, and like, and parties, and this that there was great. So <clears throat> I find that like I have these great relationships. Like, and I sit back and I'm like, you know, like uh, Leah Noe, like one of my best friends still to this day, like ever since like elementary school, love you, Leah. Um, We have been friends ever in like, you know, and sports kind of brought us together. And if I was straight, her and I would be married. Like she, we actually made a pact that if we were still single by the time we were 27, then we were going to have a kid. (laughs) Didn't come true, (laughs) but here you are. She's happily married. And I was actually in a relationship at that time. So that didn't happen. Thank God, because I was not ready to turkey-based. Sorry, Lee, I love you. But anyways, like we had this bond and she's a best friend, but we like kind of sports and we learned how to play, you know, like on be on a team together and all this stuff. But like, you know, so the things that we do on a team, I look and I see that like, we should be doing that as well in a relationship, but it's sometimes, it's so hard. Like you can be these great teammates and like great friends with team and the way you are with them, but why aren't you that way with your partner? Like, why is that? Why is it so easy with them and not your person that you're, you know, supposed to do? So that's what I'm going to kind of talk about with this. This There's just a little Josh nuggets here for you, little Josh glitter sprinkles. So I want you to kind of close your eyes. Unless you're driving, then don't close your eyes, sweetie. Um, Use a little judgment, although it's 2020 and I don't think people (laughs) are quite that smart these days. So if you are driving, don't, don't close your eyes. Just visualize with me. So as I take you through this, and this is kind of what I did. So I was like, what makes a great teammate? Like, so I want you to close your eyes. I want you to just, unless you're driving, just going to say that. And I want you to just like guide through this with me. And I want you to just kind of go back into your mind and let's look at what a good teammate looks like. You are not being hypnotized because I don't do that. (laughs) But that's what we're going to do. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through this. So just think, take a moment, and just think like, what makes a good teammate? We should really put in jeopardy here. (laughs) All right, so, and feel free to keep your mind closed, or your eyes closed and mind open while I talk about some of this stuff. So to me, what makes a great teammate? A great teammate develops good relationships. They give maximum effort. They're willing to play any role on the team. A good teammate works hard to improve, and they always lead by example. They're always prepared. A good teammate understands their strengths and and their weaknesses. They consistently show a positive attitude. Nobody got time for negative Nancy over here. A good teammate is willing to accept feedbacks from other teammates you know, critique, not criticism. A good teammate supports others when they are struggling. Uh, A good teammate never places blame or finds excuses. And I think a good teammate makes others feel very valued. So like, think about those for a second. And like, now what you were thinking of, see if any of those that I said kind of matches up with what you were thinking. So yeah, to me, like, that's what a good teammate, is like when I sit back and like what I thought about with my other teammates, like what did I like about them? And like, what did I try to also do to bring to the team? And that's kind of what popped into my head, just a hot little minute. Okay. So like with all that stuff, like, you know, and I talked a little bit earlier, you know, like teammates, they become your lifelong friends, like buddies. They're they're your buddies or gal pals that you go to drink with. They become your extended family. I mean, you're with them more than I was with my band family, more than I was my real family. A lot of times, um, they end up, they end up your best, man or your maid of honor sometimes, you know, like sometimes they end up your partner, husbands or wives. You know, I've no people, oh God, the band couples, honey, were real, honey. They would mate like the damn National Geographic channel back on that band back of that band bus, honey, God bland, don't even get me started on Band Camp. Shit. <clears throat> that one time at band camp stuck up no, honey, it was more like you stuck half the drum line up in you, don't even play, girl. Don't even play. Lord. P.S. If your son is a drummer in high school band, there's more than likely he is a male slut. Love you guys. Mean it. (laughs) Anyways, but it's easy to like. You know, like uh, it's easy to like form these bonds with our teams and all this stuff, and we should be able to do that with our partner. But sometimes it seems really hard, and like, or, or like, why don't we? Continue these li- like we have this lifelong friendship and like this closeness and connectedness with our person, but then sometimes like a few years into your relationship, it's like wah wah wah, you know what I mean? Like like here we are, like wh- like why? So thinking about that and like like I think it's all about your mentality. Like think about your mentality when you approach a teammate. Or a team, like a team mentality, like you approach a team with an open mind, and you you, it's like you all share this like common goal of becoming the champions, or like whatever the end goal it is, and whatever your field is, like you all come together. It's like a a, a band of bandits, or like strangers of all different walks of life, and you come together. Like if you're, let's say, on a basketball team, okay, the goal is to become a really freaking good team that like blows everybody else out of the water and you win championships, okay. So you put in the work and you make all these that you make all these things happen that I mentioned above because if you do you know you will become an amazing and cohesive team that works well together and you will get that championship like that's just what it is so it's like you all put like differences aside and you know that the common goal is to be champions and you know that in order to do that then you got to do a b c d e and so on and so forth and all that stuff <clears throat> and when you do a b c d and e and all that stuff then you will get success. Or maybe it doesn't happen in a year, but then you you don't win the championship that you but you grow as a team and then you come back really positive and boom, here we are, you know? Like, that's what a team, that's what being a team is. And so, but in relationships, it's like, to me, it's there's, it's no different. Like, you know, all those things above, like, you know, we should be doing that. Like, that's how I kind of relate a relationship over of like being teammates in life, you know what I mean? But like, why don't we look at a relationship the same way as we do a team. You know, if you've played sports, <clears throat> just think on that for a second. Like, or if you're in a relationship right now and you're struggling with it, like think back to how you handled and your relationships and how you treated your teammates versus how you're treating your life teammate. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go back through these example that I mentioned above and just like talk about like, like what should happen and like what we typically do. And like, maybe like it can switch our mentalities, even my own, whenever I do get in one, like I'm going to look at it more as like a, a teammate <clears throat> rather than like somebody that like, oh, I'm going to impress. And then like, yeah, I'm just going to fall to the wayside. You know what I mean? So like, you know, de- develops good relationships. Like you should want a good relationship with your partner. Like if we're, if we're not doing that, then you, no, peace out. That's just a given, you know? This is willing to play any role in the team. Okay. Like this kind of like support, like is huge. Like it's, it's huge. So, you know, how many times are like, the The husband's the breadwinner, or the hu- the wife is the breadwinner, or one's like a stay at home mom, or one, the one's got a career and they got to be a stay at home parent, or like um, they got to move, or or like sometimes like one loses a job, you know, all this stuff. Like there's all these things that happen, and of course we like step up to the plate and play on our team, but sometimes that happens with resentment, you know, like you do it, and you're like, oh, you know, like I'm, you know, or there there comes an argument like the stay at home mom. And then she goes in to get her derma fillers or her lips done with the husband's money, and he comes on and bitches her out like blah blah. blah. And I, and, she, and I'm like, uh, you tell Mister Husband over here that being a stay at home mom is a full time job, and no man, no. no, 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 okay, unless he wants to s- switch the roles, okay, maybe he'll age faster, and then he'll want some little little neuromodulator like Zym and all up in him and some filler, okay, Mm-mm. no. But like we, there's almost resentment that forms. But whenever you're on a team, you're like, if you get put in as this, you're going to do it and you're going to do it to the best of your ability because it's the betterment of the team, you know, but we don't do that in a, a rela- sometimes in relationships that just seems to go to the wayside, you know, like talking to people and just hearing people bitch and moan and all that stuff, like that's it and going through my own, you know, like sometimes you're not willing to play any role in the team that you need to, you know, sometimes that is provider, sometimes that's supporter, sometimes that's a shoulder to cry on. sometimes that's, you know, of swift kick in the rear end sometimes, Some, it's, there's so many different things because relationships are always changing, so, it's like we you, you, we do that on a team, but like here we are in real life. You've got to do that same thing. Gives maximum effort. Okay, let's put them in, coach. And then let's see this. Uh, let's just see how they do. And like you go out there and you half-ass on a soccer field. Sweet so like they just gonna pass you up. You're you gonna get your ass right back here on the bench. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's not how this works. So whenever you're on a team, you obviously want to give maximum effort because you want to win. But then... They always go through this thing of like, oh, well, in a relationship, you it's got to be 50-50. Fuck that. No. mm It's got to be 100-100 all the time. 100% effort from both sides. And you know what? Whenever, you know, like going back to that one willing to play any role in the team, like let's say the wife loses her job and is going through a hard time and she's given like 80%, then you know what? You need to give 120%. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. None of this 50-50. I'm not going to half-ass anything. Like 50% for something? No, bitch, you're going to give me 100%. You know what I mean? Because if if you don't in real life, in your job, on a team, whatever it is, your ass is going to get fired or it's going to get sat out. You know what I mean? Imagine paying all this money for a, a Lady Gaga concert and she like comes out and she's just like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm right here for a rerun. And then she's like, okay, oh, hey, bye. You'd be like, ah, oh, honey, like where's my money back? You know what I mean? Like you give your all 100%. And we stop doing that sometimes in a relationship, it seems. I know I've been guilty of that. Works hard to improve and leads by example. Okay. That's again, it's not one sided The you know, it's got to be both sides have to do this. Like, you, you know, work hard to improve. So you're practicing basketball or you're practicing color guard, you're practicing your saxophone to be a better band member. You're practicing like your a football team, whatever they do in football. You know what I mean? Like you practice that little butt slap in the locker room. That's what I would practice, you know, (laughs) but you work hard to improve to better the team. Okay. And you lead by example, leading by example is like, you know what, like everyone on the team, you got to hold each other accountable for that of like being able to, succeed and execute their role. So you lead by an example. So like when the coach says practice and you're like, Oh yeah, the team captain practice, practice, practice. You don't go sit your ass home on a couch and deep throat donuts and play video games. You like actually get out and do what you tell the other team to do. So in relationship, like you've got to do that as well. Like you got to work on yourself constantly. You know, you've got to be, you, you can't just get in there and be like, Oh, got her, got him. And then just kind of like settle for yourself. No, like you've got to constantly improve. Like the honeymoon phase, mm -mm, we're not letting that die out, which we're going to learn about next. You know what I mean? Like you have to constantly work on yourself to be a better person for your person and for yourself. You know what I mean? And lead by example. You can't be like, okay, well, you know, like, all right, well, make sure you put your dishes up because that you know that bothers me, and then you leave dishes out all the time. You know what I mean? Like that's being hypocritical. You know, you are, are saying one thing and then your actions don't line up. So, like in a relationship, you've got to always lead by example and improve yourself. Like not only for them, but for you, most importantly. So it's like all about effort. Putting in the maximum effort. Maximum. Ooh, hello. Press one for English. Maximum effort. Hard to imp- or, um, works hard to improve and leads by example. Like those kind of go hand in hand. I think and it's not one-sided, okay? Always prepared. Like, don't show up to a team. Like, if you ain't practiced, don't show up to that team. No, no, no. We're going to be able to tell if you have not. You're always prepared. And that means, like, whatever life throws at you. And you know how to handle it appropriately, like an adult that you are. A lot of people resort to, like, childhood yelling and, like, pointing fingers and blah, 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 and all that stuff. That's not how that works in a relationship. You gotta be prepared. That's why you have to work on yourself first before you get one. You gotta prepare yourself so like when shit hits the fan or you have a little argument that it doesn't blow up and turn into World War III. You know what I mean? Like you're prepared to handle your shit, handle it with class, treat them with respect and all that stuff. Like you you just gotta do that. You know what I mean? So always be prepared understands their strengths and weaknesses. Holy shit. This is amazing. Okay. <clears throat> like for example, when I played football, okay, like sweetie, I'm not going to tackle anybody. Look at me. Well, back then I was two inches shy of a circle. She, she was a big boy, but like back then I would not have been a good, like, I don't know the term, the tight end full, full back. I do. I, obviously I don't speak football. Um, I just know when to cut the band off when I need to, <laughs> but I knew that I would not be a good position for that. But my strength, however, was like I could kick a ball really, really far, which would better the team in that way. It would not benefit me to (laughs) go over here and like put on pads and try to be macho man and tackle people because I would get like every bone in my body shattered. Okay. So like understanding your strengths and weaknesses, but also in a relationship, understanding your strengths and weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like it is okay for you to be vulnerable and be like, you know what? I struggle with, you know, like standing up for myself or I struggle with like, you know, like, any, whatever it is in a relationship, like I struggle making decisions, you know, like, so you can talk about that openly, honestly. So maybe your partner will be more assertive in the decision-making, you know, and know that that's like not a, you know, you can play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses together. So that's, we're given a hundred percent all the time. Like maybe your partner can only give 80% in this area because it's just not a strength. Well, it's a, you know, it's a weakness for them. Make it a strength for you and put 120% in and vice versa, you know, like, and talk about that and know that like, if you are one like uh, if uh, a weakness, which I think is a strength, like whenever in arguments, like you just want to kind of walk away, and like that's I consider that's a, a strength of like recognizing this isn't going anywhere and taking a moment walking away, like and they're they're opposite and they want to like oh, no, I got to get this out now, like like talk about that stuff and know that that's probably like a weak you know strength and weakness depend on whatever it is like how you view it, but like just knowing that like that is a huge battle, I think, like, and then also not using their weakness against them or like as like a, a a place of attack. You know what I mean? Like nobody that that's not fun using it as like an easy, like an easy stab at them. Like, that's just cheap. And you shouldn't be doing that to your partner. But sadly, so many people do. You know what I mean? It's just no, 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 shouldn't be doing that. You wouldn't do it on a team. So why are you doing it with your teammate in life? You know, Oh, consistently shows a positive attitude. That's huge. Oh my God. How many times do we like get in relationships and they get mundane and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of get in your normal rut. And then you don't end up like realizing how, like you, or you get around a couple and like you hear how they talk to each other. And go, Holy fuck, if I, if you talk to me like that, how do you, would be picking your teeth up off the floor. Like, nah, I would, I would literally cunt punt you straight up. No, ma'am. You know what I mean? But like, we get in this mundane attitude of like, just it's our normal, our new normal. And we don't realize it, you know? So like constantly showing up with a positive attitude, not only in life, but in your relationship. God, that can make a change. Just imagine if you switched your mentality just from that, you know? Oh, like, please, please do that. We'd be happier people. You'd probably have a lot more sex. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Supports others when they are struggling. Oh my God, huge. Like too many times in life, your partner or your significant other, they, you know, we go through some shit. And it is all about like accepting them for that and not using it as a weakness. Like you, again, kicking in and showing, you kicking in from 100% to 150 sometimes. They're struggling, but being a pillar of support for them and just constantly, you know, being there and and just being there for them, whether that's like financially, whether that's like a shoulder to cry on, whether it's just like a good cuddle session or just an ear to listen and not like sometimes we get so quick of like when people start to talk, our partner starts to talk to us and then we want to give feedback and give criticism. Well, sweetie, all unasked for advice comes across as criticism and nobody likes that. So sometimes you just need an ear, like that's just an ear to for your partner just to spew it out and just listen. You know what I mean? But like You got to show up there with support, just like you would in a basketball team. If somebody's struggling over here, you'd pep talk them, you know, like if you see them tired, you'd be like, come on, we got this, like all these things, like you need to be that for your person in a relationship. I know that's what I want in a relationship. You know what I mean? So never places blame or finds excuses. Holy shit, this is probably number one in this little section. Like, God, we are so quick to, like, b- bicker and argue with our person, and I just don't get that. Like, I really don't understand it. Like, and we blame them, like, well, if you wouldn't do this, or like, get that, or, well, you just, like, you hear it, you, you've you been in it, you know, all this stuff. Why are we doing that? Like, no. Like, if you've done something wrong, man, man up, and don't try to turn it back on the woman. Well, well yeah, but you did. not No apologize, and boom. Like an, an I'm sorry followed by a bunch of re- validating reasons for what you did. That's not an apology. Just letting you know. I think I did a social media post on that not too long ago. So like stop blaming each other. Own your shit. When you make a mistake, own it. Man up and own it. Women, women up and own it. Like own your shit. Stop pointing fingers. You wouldn't do that in a team. You know what I mean? Like you're a team and you either succeed as a team or you fail as a team. Now we can individually make mistakes, but we're part of a team. And that's still a reflection on all of us. So like if you're constantly bickering, like it's not just her fault or your fault. It is your both's fault and you need to figure it out. Stop placing blame and stop finding excuses. Just own that shit and come from a loving place. Like I don't get it. Let's make it all go retrievers and kitty kitties. You know what I mean? Oh. And makes others feel valued. Oh my God, we forget about that. In a team, we're like, hell yeah, they they win that winning touchdown, or they get that like free throw that, or they get the three pointer at the buzzer. You know, like we're all there like slapping asses, and I'm over here like, "Mm -hmm, hey, homoerotic, I'm here for it. Get it straight, man. Um, well, some of them are, but we are so easy, like on a team, like to make others feel valued. Like hell yeah, woohoo! But like in real life, like, you know, we forget like, you know, like you're, he may got an award and be like, oh, that's great. Well, I've got like three kids, one hanging off my nipple. And I'm like over here, like having to cook dinner, blah, blah, all these things. Now, can you just shut up about your like award at work and like get to work? Like, it's cute and all, you may be struggling, but like, stop, like take a moment, stop and make them feel valued like you would on a team, you know, like that feels good. We totally forget to do that. And And that's just like, I feel like if we take a mentality, like most of us have probably played a sport or been on some sort, not even a sport, but like Scholars Bowl. If you were a little nerdy nerd like me or like all like, you know, math leagues or whatever it is, I'm sure you've been part of a team that's had to come together, put aside differences for the greater good and win, try to win something. and when we don't do that in relationships, I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand it. Like when people, like I, that's kind of my mentality. And I never really thought about it like this until like, I was thinking like, what's some pillars. And I was just sports. I was just like, you know, my teammates, like, that's what I want in life. And then relate it to sports and it just kind of come about. And I'm over here like, this is some good shit. And so I really urge you, like, if you're in a relationship right now, and you're not approaching like a team, like hopefully something that like will help because I know it's helping me mentally prepare for my person, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is gonna be so much healthier. And I think if we approach our relationship or our current relationship or a future one, whatever it is, with the same mentality that we would for a team, like, okay, this is something new. And the end goal is that this is my life person, we're marriage, whatever that looks like for you. Um... Like, and that's your championship. And these are the things that I know make a good teammate. And that's what I'm going to bring to the table in this relationship. And I'm going to constantly strive to do better with all these little things. And then talk about that with your person. Like, you know, like that's a fun little conversation, you know, but instead of a dinner date, be like, oh, what's your favorite color? Oh, it's green. Be like, listen here, we about to go to the Super Bowl, honey. Like, and if you lucky, you're going to score big tonight. You know what I mean? Like have a conversation with them about that. You know, like, not that that has to be like first date material, but like, you know, as you get in a relationship and just talk about, you know, like a cool little analogy, like, or just change your mentality with it and maybe they'll feel it. You know, they'll see your actions. And if they're not lining up, honey, then sit them on the sideline and give them a little coaching moment. You know what I mean? So, That's how I think of like pillar five. If you approach a relationship like they're your teammates, I think it's going to be a pretty fantastic relationship. Now I'm riled up and want to go kick a ball somewhere with some hot men and some shoulder pads, honey, and a helmet. Lord, I'm here for it. (laughs) Anywho, so let's talk about pillar number six, the last one. And it's more like... Kind of Like your in relationship entrance, I think of it as. Um, and I speak from experience on this, and like it's um, this is the biggest thing that like I've kind of like had to come to terms with and really learned over the last little bit and kind of getting to know myself and like just diving in deep with me and like speaking with my therapist and all that stuff. How oh, therapy is great, like they say, like, Yes, therapy, we all should go to therapy. They all, I would say. The sane ones go to therapy because the crazy ones won't. Like, hello, like, boom. And just because you go to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you, okay? Like, you don't have to have, like, a diagnosis to be able to go talk to somebody. Sometimes it's good just to go talk to somebody to be become a better human being. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, So, pillar number six, to me, is relationships must evolve over time. Oh, so true. Epic. I know. So simple. But yet, a lot of people don't understand that, okay? Like, it's been said, and I've kind of learned and like did a little that, that we as human beings, we change every seven years, like from like birth onward. Like every seven years, I was like, boom, you know, we're not the same person today that we were seven years ago. And I look back on my life, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty true. Like, I mean, it's like every seven years, and especially in a relationship for seven years, like if you've been in a relationship for seven years, props to you, but you both are not the same person as when you first met because you've, you've changed. Let's say you met seven years ago. Okay. Well, that person you look at and they're really not the same person. If you sit there and think about it, like, and think about yourself and them, you really aren't the same people that you met. But yet we literally put like things, and we always say, well, you're not, you're not, you're not the same person i met before. Like, well, well, like, or why aren't you this way? Like you are like, well, because they're not, you know, that's just human nature for us to change. And that seven-year itch, honey, you know, you've heard of that. Uh-huh. That seven-year itch, they call a it seven-year itch for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's because, you, it's almost like you wake up and you don't recognize the person next to you. Like, you just kind of wake up and, like, you're just like, oh, you, know, you know, like, whenever you first started, you're like, oh, my God, can't wait to jump your bones and bury your head into a scotch, ladies, which is what you should be doing still every morning. But that's another topic. Um, But, you know, you look and you will just want to kiss him. You're like, oh, my God, there's my little lovey boo-boo. Kenny, litty, love you. you know, like, all those little words that you do where you're pinching his cheeks. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of roll over and you're just like, who are you? Like, I don't even I have to. I don't even recognize who you are. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably happened to you, and I know it's happened to me, and and that's okay. Like, it's a okay to not wake up or to wake up one day. <laughs> to not wake up, that's not okay. To wake up and not know that person because they aren't that same person that you met seven years ago. That's totally fine. You know. The thing is, what you do with that. It's the, the relationships that survive they choose to kind of still show up and and really constantly evolve. They realize they're evolving. They realize that, that people change and they they kinda they have to know that the relationship has to change as well, you know? like we we talk about this like honeymoon phase, you know, people are just like, oh, that was the honeymoon phase. Oh, whatever. You know, back when, oh yeah, that's so cute. Oh yeah. We haven't had sex in like six months, but you know, we first met, we were fucking like rabbits. Like, well, you should still be kind of fucking like rabbits. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, it's not a part of normal relationship growth is to not, not touch each other. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And like you, it, people, Oh well, the honeymoon phase dies out. It dies out if you allow it to die out. Like, you know what I mean? Like do like, don't let the honeymoon phase like go out, you know, like that's not to mean like it, things are going to change naturally. I understand that. But like, think back to the honeymoon phase, like what makes the honeymoon phase so great? Like, what do you do in the honeymoon phase? Like, you are showing up with flowers. You're taking them out. Like, men are paying for things that women shouldn't be after. Baby, You know what I mean? And like, you're doing the things because you want to impress them. You are the best version of yourself during that honeymoon phase. Okay. And that's cute and all, but now to the point I'm like, I'm to the point where I'm just like, "Uh ah, nope. at the day, I'm just like, please show up. How are you going to show up in about six months when I truly know you mm -hmm. go ahead and bring your warning label and your side effect label. I want to know why all the, I want to know all your shit. Cause right now you giving me nothing but the good. I want to know you're bad and don't lie about it. Cause I can spell bullshit a mile away. You know what I mean? Like I'm not playing about it. Like I want to know who you're going to be in six months. Okay. And I want to know who you're going to be in six years. And I should get a version of this person that I'm with from the very get-go, okay? Like I, if you're like the person that like likes to come and kiss me goodbye every single morning or while I'm still asleep or like they like to do little things, like I want that 20 years in, you know? Like don't do it if you ain't gonna do this shit 20 years in because you ain't being your true self. You being a fake version of yourself. You being the best version of yourself. So things change, but like, like that's where, and, and the, it's the small things like, you know, like if he stops kissing you good morning, you know, whatever, you know, that's a choice on his part. I admit, now it takes two to tango. So maybe you being a little bitch over here, like men or women, you know what I mean? And like, you've taken part in it too, but like choosing to show up and treat them like you first met them and look at them with the same eyes that you did, like that is a choice. And so the honeymoon phase doesn't have to die out. It can change, but that doesn't mean it has to die out. You know what I mean? I'm glad, Oh, that was some good tea. Oh, let's just, I'm going to sip a little bit on that one because that was good stuff. You know, and I think it's the relationships that realize that and they treat it like that, that um, that they don't die out. I I sit back and I look, there's one relationship in particular, God, they've been together for, I, I don't know, years. And Jeannie and Larry, God love them. They've been in my life for a very long time. They're very special people to me. And even after all this time, I'm sure they've had their ups and downs, but when I see them, and it is not fake, I just see like, and like he'll just go over and like tap her on the ass and be like, hey, you know, after all this time, like the love that they share for each other and the thing, like, and the things that they say to each other and this and the other, like, it is beautiful. And that's why they're happy. And that's why they're still married because they choose to show up and participate and give it their full out in this relationship. You know what I mean? And other things that I think happen with this is that like, if we're changing, the relationship has to change. You have to adapt and evolve the relationship just like you're evolving yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always going to be like when you first met, like we talked about, but you, you should really like learn, you got to get to know this person, like this changing person, like every seven years, like you have to like relearn your person. And that's not a bad thing. Like, make it fun. Like, you get to know them all over again, like, constantly, like, you know, all these things and make it fun. You know, keep doing the things you used to do in the beginning, recreate something like that you did, like, whatever it is, just get to know your person, you know. And I get it. Life happens, shit happens, it changes us, sometimes for the good. But a lot of times it's shit and it's bad. Like life just can just hand us a, like several blows to the balls, honey, and it sucks. And we survive. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we go into survival mode and we never know how to get out of that. You know, we get wrapped up in our own lives and our own shit that's happening. And we forget that we've kind of tangled in another human being with, with our own shit. You know what I mean? Like we start, you know, we like th- think of like a relationship. Okay. You get a relationship, blah, 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 blah. And then it progresses. You get engaged and then you get a wedding and then you literally have like a week to two week honeymoon. And then you come right back into life, work this nine to five job routine, whatever it is. Like you don't get to, you know, explore. You've had all the dates, but like once you get married and you get in there, and it's just kind of like this monotonous things that happen. You just get in this routine. You get comfortable. You get complacent. Uh, people get lazy you know, it happens. You stop doing the small things. It's all about the small things. Oh my God, a relationship is all about the small things. Oh my God, please understand that. You know, we have this, oh, I don't have to do those things anymore. Like what? How did these are the things that made them fall in love with you in the first place? Like crazy. Like my God, you know what I mean? And you just get complacent. Like, oh, the biggest thing you don't watch how you talk to each other, like your tone. Oh my God. I see these relationships that are like a few years in and how they talk to each other. I'm like, if you talk to me like that, are there, honey, I, like I said, I'm going to backhand you. Like, no, ma'am, this is not how this is happening. Like, no. Like, and the sad thing is, is they don't realize it. They don't even realize that that's what it's turned into. I know I've, that that happened with the relationship of mine. Like, you know, it just becomes your new normal because it's just like, you, you're not aware that like, you're going through shit, your person's going through shit, life's happening and all that stuff. And like, you're both evolving and you're just not aware of it. And then you wake up one day and you're like, why do I resent this person? You know, like, but then if you heard a recording of how you talk to that person, oh my God, you'd be like, who? Oh, wow. You need to change. You know what I mean? It's not them. Like you're talking to them like shit. You, and here's the thing you lose. You don't respect them anymore. Like when you first like start off a relationship, it's like, ooh, you're an individual person, they're an individual person. But sometimes codependency happens along the way and you kind of lose who you are. And and like you're not even aware of it. It it's like and it blows my mind. So you get lost if you aren't aware of it. You get lost, you lose who you are. Like you lose your sense of self. And then like you become you all. And then like that you all sometimes just takes a nosedive down into disrespect plan, you know, like there's all these things, but you just got to be aware of that. And I think when you, when you look back on it and just look back on relationships that ended, like think of these things, like, you know, that seven year itch, honey, here it is. And like, like it is a true thing, like, because you are different people. So you either have to evolve the relationship like you're evolving and it turns great and it's fun. You make it great and you get to know this person all over again. And then, you know, you don't have the same relationship that you had when you first started. You know, you have a different relationship and maybe it's an even better relationship. You know what I mean? Like, but you've changed, they've changed, accept it and accept that the relationship needs to change too and make it fun. And it's not a bad thing. You know, Uh, it may not look like the one that you had started. That's okay. It's it's totally fine, but you you never know. It could be even better and just like something that you need to do. So if you're in monotonous, like if you're in like this monotonous row where you're just like in a rut, like get to know your person again. It may be that, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, maybe it doesn't. Like maybe it can't change. Maybe you don't like the person you see after seven years or 14 years or 12 whatever it is. Maybe like you don't recognize that person anymore and maybe you both maybe you don't recognize yourself. Maybe you need to get to know yourself because you don't recognize the person staring back at you in the mirror. Like there's all these things that like and you know sometimes relationships change and it's time to call it quits. Not just, you know, it's for the betterment for all involved, for you, for them, and it sucks. And all that stuff. And that's okay. Like sometimes relationships evolve and it's great. Sometimes relationships evolve and they dissolve. You know what I mean? Like, but as an adult, half the times they end, you know, sometimes they end bad, but they don't have to end bad. So like, let's say they've not cheated. They've not done whatever. And these just, you've just grown apart. Like maybe you've grown apart. And these two new people, they don't work anymore together. And there's nothing wrong with that. We are all human and we evolve. And sometimes people, they're they're in our lives for like a chapter or several chapters, you know, to love us, to teach us, you know, to uh, help us grow and to take part in our own journey, even if it's just for a little while, you know, for a few chapters here. And there is beauty in that. In itself, just think back on like you know the people that's coming in your life, you know like and it may have ended, it may ended badly, it may ended okay, but like regardless, it taught you something and it got you to where you are now, and that there's that's a beautiful thing. Um, accept it for what it is, and you know like cl- it's okay to close that chapter and start your next one. You know like oh like if you don't like the chapter, then stop rereading it. There's the next chapter to follow you know, like, like, I don't like this chapter. Well, read it and be done with it and go into the next one. Like you're in control of that. But I think we get so caught up in like, oh, or like, you know, like, oh, we got to make it work and blah, 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 blah and all stuff. But sometimes it doesn't. And there is no need to stay in something unhealthy for you uh, and unhealthy for them or your kids. Like, It's not like, oh, I'm just staying for the kids. Well, sweetie, your kids are four and you're going to stay till they're 18 in an unhealthy relationship. That shit's going to do more damage to that child than you separating. I, my parents separated when I was like, what, seven or eight. I turned out pretty okay like, you know what I mean? Like, here we are. Like, I'm good. I have a great relationship and I'm successful and everything's, I'm not too messed up. Well, some of y'all will be like, no, you know, but like, it's, it was great. I would rather my mom separated and get out of an unhealthy marriage that wasn't good for her. Cause at the end of the day, like you're a human too, like you've got your kids and I understand that. But like, me seeing my mom and dad argue all the time, like that wasn't healthy for me to see. Like I, that's going to do more damage to me. Like I may have been around, like let's say my dad was abusive to my mom and all this stuff. Well, I'm, I may learn that that's an acceptable way to treat a woman you know, and grow up and do the same damn thing. Or if I'm a girl and I see daddy talking to mom, you know, like in a bad way, you know, I may learn like that's acceptable behavior. Or I see mom like being verbally abusive to dad and all that stuff. And I grow up as a woman and I'm verbally abusive to my husband. You know what I mean? Like it can do more damage than good, but we get caught up that we have to stay in something when we committed that this whole like, oh, one person, but that's bullshit. Like, no, like, no. Some, it is a-okay to get out of something that is unhealthy. When you evolve, you know what I mean. And exes can be friends and stay part of your life, like. And that's such bullshit. People are like, oh well, no, you can't. Like, and I'm like, look, to me, like, if they've done something shitty and they're a terrible person, then by all means, fuck you, bye bye, done. You know what I mean? But like, let's say you just grew apart. Like, exes can be friends, and if you don't have to be like, nope, can't have it. Like, if you say that you don't have it, like, to me, that's just, oh. Like, I would question, did you really even care for them in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to still be friends and they'll always be part of your life and they'll always have a special part of your life. But again, it's time maybe for that chapter to end a little bit so you can move on to the next thing that is meant for you and the next journey of life, you know? So don't get so called up in in that. It's okay. And it's A-okay too that relationships evolve. As long as you sit there and you realize that you're going to be a different person tomorrow than you were today, than you were yesterday, and so is your partner. And then you make the choice to show up every single day and, and choose love every single time and work on it. Be a teammate. Communicate effectively to speak their love language, make sure yours is being spoken, have great sex and talk about your wants and needs sexually and emotionally. And at the end of the day, make sure you're loving yourself. Like that's what you've got to do. You evolve with it and your relationship will evolve and you keep that mentality and you make the choice. It's it's, it's a choice to to show up daily and love and participate in the success of that relationship. And it's okay to accept when it's not going to get better and close that chapter and move on. And what that looks like for you, I have no idea because it is going to be so beautiful and unique to each and every relationship. And that's the, that's the cool part about it. But as long as you embrace it and you enjoy the journey, that is all that matters. So there you have it, folks, the little six pillars of a great relationship, according to your single gay best friend, talks, Josh, (laughs) love you, communicate effectively, know and speak love languages, honey, sex it up, be a good teammate and evolve. All the little nuggets that I've just picked up along you know, my own little journey here and what I have learned from life. And of course, I just wanted to share them with you. I love relationships. I love talking about them. I love love. And here we are. And so I've really enjoyed talking about all this. Like I, like I'm here for it. Um, I'm again, I am not a relationship therapist. I am not a therapist. I am not any of that. So if you are struggling, go by all means, go to a professional. But I just wanted to share little things along my journey that I thought were beautiful and help make a wonderful relationship. And it's a relationship that I hope to base one day with me and myself. And, you know, people are like, good luck with somebody holding up to that. But you know what? I'm not going to lower my standards for anything. Like, because I know that like along the way, if I do these things, along with, I'm sure there's many more, like I'm going to have a pretty daggone good relationship. And why settle? You know, you get one life. Don't settle. Mm -mm. No, honey. No. The only thing that should settle is the foundation of your home after a hot minute. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. So anyways, hope you learned a few little things. I love you as always. Oh, and I'm just here for this. So Make sure you subscribe to the podcast Tea Time with Talks Josh on all your favorite little platforms there. And if you want to follow along on my hilarious little journey on Instagram, you know where to find me. It's at Talks Josh. So Mm. there's the last drop of that tea, sweetie.